God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Well, hello, hello, hello again. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes and I'm with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And it is truly a privilege and an honor to bring back such a good friend someone that I've known from years gone by, and we've already had this tete-a-tete, if you would, before we started this, but Pastor Dwayne Massenberg, it is truly a pleasure to feature you once again here on Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and I am loving the conversation we're getting ready to have. Now, Pastor Dwayne is pastoring. Uh, he has pastored a couple different churches. He's also an author, uh, he has a wealth of knowledge. I'm going to let Pastor Dwayne introduce himself to you yet again, just to make sure that you have an idea of some of the credentials that he has before we jump into some of the challenges and the crisis. All right, Pastor Dwayne, you're up. Thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, Dr. Shanta. It's so good to be back with you again. Um, it's a blessing, and I just hope that our conversation can uh, save souls or change lives in some way. That's, how, that's what it's all about. Myself, um, I've been with the Lord for a long time. Uh, I was born again in undergrad school. Uh, I announced my calling into the ministry in 2003. I've pastored two churches. I'm pastoring a congregation now. We call ourselves Christians United. And we are trying to work with Christians, regardless of what congregation they belong to. Uh, our, our mission is to demonstrate love and proclaim glory. That's it. Pretty simple. Demonstrate love and proclaim glory. If you check out you know, our website, you'll see that. And that's what we're all about. Amen. Well, I love the universal church because when we really think about it, God didn't mean for us to be in that what we call the curion inside the four walls right that's right we are the ecclesia so we could have a whole bible class but no we are the called out ones and it is our responsibility to be the hands and feet of christ and to do the work that he's called us to do he does say do business until i come again so i'm sorry that so many people had to go through it but i actually think god created COVID 19 just so he could prove <laughs> <laughs> just just so he could prove that we didn't need to be inside those walls to serve him <laughs> uh, okay. i'm sorry i'm sorry the world had to go through that but i've been trying to tell people to get out the walls and god had to show us <laughs> well you know now we could that's a whole nother subject now, we won't say that God created COVID-19, but he allowed it. How he allowed it. He allowed That's it. right. That's right. But you are he right. Allowed it. It, it was a space for us, as we say, he created an empty space for us to be able to fill it with our creativity, um, mm -hmm. our ability to utilize the tools that we had at our disposal, the internet, all of the live streaming that you've seen going on, including yep. for myself. When you look at the YouTube, um, I was in the four walls at the hospital for the last 16 years because of um, the loss of my daughter. But going in, we weren't allowed to go in the hospitals any longer. So I created a separate YouTube channel 
on mm -hmm. that I do on Sundays in order to still meet that need. So it is expanded that it's not just for the hospital or the homebound. Anybody can listen to an encouraging message. That's right. But I see God working. And I also see him in some of the one-sided relationships that we had. We weren't really as close to people. They would put their mask on. They would yep. say, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Well, yep. no, you're not. You know, <laughs> we have those things. That's right. That's so, right. But Pastor Dwayne, I'm glad you said that. So you took me a whole different route. Uh, this month of June, I did want to talk about the importance of men and the way the Bible uh, records and the way God has designed for men to be within the family. And it is such a significant role and importance, especially around Father's Day. We typically think about that, but it should be every day. And yeah. I wanted to give space to be able to talk about how important it is for men to take their rightful places and what that place might look like too, as well. Mm. So I wanted you to at least speak to that. If you yeah. Um, so <laughs> talking about fathers, talking about men, I think um, I was, the book that I'm writing, um, I have an editor and uh, there was one place, one place in the book where I was using a lot of male pronouns, okay. he and him, and uh, she got after me. She said, you know, the ladies aren't gonna wanna read this book. So I re-looked re at the chapter I was writing and it turns out all of the references where I was using those male pronouns were about God. Oh. And I said, well, Unfortunately, you know, I believe in the sisters doing what they need to do, but the Bible does say God is a he. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Jesus called God the father. He exactly. called him his father. Exactly. So when I look at the Bible and I look at all the things that, uh, you know, and, and when you think about who God is, uh, who he represents, when I think about, you know, I know I'm blessed. I know Without a doubt, I am a blessed person on this earth. Um, I have never had to wonder where my next meal was coming from. Uh, I'm blessed mainly right now. I'm thinking about the fact that I had a good earthly father. He worked hard. Um, he worked hard. I remember being in high school and looking at him. And I remember asking him one day why his eyes were red. <laughs> And at that time, he was working uh, graveyard shift and coming home. And then we would work on the farm that we had uh, all afternoon. And I know I understand now why his eyes were red, because the man was tired. <laughs> the man was tired. But when you think about a father, uh, a father, you know, in, in the 23rd Psalm where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, that shepherd, that shepherd, God means for men to be that. Um, God means for men to be everything that needs to happen to take care of that family. Yeah. Uh, from the wife to the children to everything in the community, God means for that man, uh, he means for men to take that responsibility, to be able to own up to to own up to all of the issues. You know, Mother's Day is wonderful. Mothers have a place. Mothers are so important. 
Mothers see details that men would never see. Mothers have memories that men will never have. <laughs> My wife and I can be talking and she'll be talking about 20 years ago, we were at this place and we did this and I had on this. And I look at her like she's totally crazy because I have no idea what she's talking about. And that's a gift. That's a gift that God gave to ladies. But on the, by the same token, he also gave some gifts to men. Yes. And um, the gifts that he has given men are needed in their family. They're needed in their community. And so often they're overlooked. But being, if you just think about a shepherd, mm -hmm. if you just think about a shepherd, and this is where um, the Bible says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in, in Deuteronomy 31, it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And all that's about, God has to be present. He has to be there. He has to be willing to go through as a father. He has to be willing to take the hits, yeah. regardless of what they are. He has to be willing to take the hits. He has to be the one that runs off the wolves. Yeah, That's yeah. the whole piece. That's the whole piece about the father. And there's another whole piece about men being husbands and men being leaders yeah that's yeah. another that's another whole thing i don't know if you read it for, if you want to go into that right now <laughs> well let, let me say this the passage that you mentioned because we like to go to the fact that god does say i will never leave you nor forsake you right he does but right. he says, be content in what you have that's right because i will never leave you nor forsake you and many opportunities we're not content with what god has given us we're not content with the giftings that he's given us, nor sometimes the service that we are able to provide or the title that we might have or the position that we might hold. That's and right. God knows what we can handle. But mm -hmm. you did bring up the fact that now men are our providers. Yes. And we mm -hmm. as women, you know, we're in that hashtag females rule or whatever they're saying these days. That's um, right. The future 21st century. I think that is it. Hashtag the future is female. But mm -hmm. the thing about it is we cannot be the father in the home and the mother in the home. And you often hear that with single parents. They yep. cannot really take on both roles. Mm -hmm. God separated it for a reason. Now he yep. does say there's now no more Jew nor Greek, male nor female. He was yep. we're all one in his eyes and he loves us. Right. Um, however, there are certain differences. Absolutely. From men to women. We are identified as a weaker sex, more yeah. so from our strength and our ability, what we yeah. can withstand emotionally as mm. well as physically, that there mm. is a difference that is there. And yeah. the male coming into the home or being that leader, one, he's the one that brings the seed to That's start right. the family. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really wanted an opportunity and a space for us to value all the men and what they bring. And I don't want you to think that we as women don't see you and see what you're providing. Now we're not taking any mess. But yep. we don't want you to think that we don't need you because if we didn't have a male, if there was not an Adam to begin with, there would not be 
you know, any additional children. There wouldn't be your Noah's. There wouldn't be your Paul's. There wouldn't be your um, yeah. your Ruth's, your Naomi's. You wouldn't have any other offspring if mm. there was not a male <laughs> to start it, right? Uh. <laughs> so that provision is so important to begin with. But besides that, because I don't want men to think that we just want you to work, 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 like you said about mm. your dad, we don't yeah. just work so hard and have nothing to come home to and nothing to show for it. You provide more support than you know, the respect oh, yeah. that is there. You yeah. mentioned being able to run off the wolves. Yeah. There's a passage in Exodus and in my own personal, that's one of the things that I have been dealing with in where I am going right now is that there's a passage, not in Exodus, but it's in Ezekiel, where he says, you left me out in the wilderness. And mm. like the vultures have the ability now to attack because I don't have that covering. Mm -hmm. You provide a covering for mm -hmm. the family. Mm -hmm. That is also yeah. important. Yeah, anybody that... Uh... <clears throat> Anybody that refuses to accept the differences, um, then I think that they, you know, I don't, I, I, I usually have a highlighter on because I like, you know, some Christians like to highlight the parts they like, and they don't want to take the whole Bible. So I call them highlighter Christians, right? Okay. So, so here's the deal. Uh, anybody that doesn't believe that there's a difference in the sexes, they might as well throw their Bible away. They have to throw it away because if at least they, they can't use the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, if they have another God, that's fine. But if, they, if they're talking about the God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, that God, Jehovah God, he believes in the difference in the sexes. When you think about his creation, it says everything he created was good. Do you, do you and I, I, I've talked to, you know, when it comes to disciplining children, yeah. There's a reason why men have deeper voices. We haven't even thought about it. But do you know God knew that? God knew that. God had it all planned. There's a reason why mothers cuddle. Do you not think God didn't know that what he was putting into men and women? He knew exactly. And, you know... I have had ladies tell me, you know, and <laughs> I work at the prison also. Okay. And one of the biggest, one of the most awesome exchanges I had, I was teaching some uh, inmates who are getting ready to go home. One of the most awesome exchanges I've ever had. I was showing this video about um, the importance of fathers. Okay. And I argued with a male inmate who insisted that his mother was everything and he didn't need his father. And I'm thinking to myself, this is why you're in prison, because you don't know what you don't know. You don't even realize. You don't even realize what you missed because your father wasn't there. Not to say, I mean, I know we're in the 21st century, a bunch of people probably shutting this off by now, right? They don't want to watch this. <laughs> you know, we're in the 21st century. Everybody do their own thing. You know, we, you know, we all 
all powerful. That's why they and, need to repent, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, you know, they, they, they all have their own thoughts. Everybody has their own mind. But yeah, uh, th there is a God's creation is tremendous. And anytime people don't stop and look at just how God has things created, then we are missing who he is. In Romans chapter one, it talks about that you can actually see him in creation. Yes. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, so, yeah. And just think about uh, fathers as husbands, right? As husbands, uh, men as husbands, taking care of their brides, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremiah 31, where God gives us a brand new covenant, right? He said, I'm going to give you this new covenant. And then he says, even though I was a husband to them, mm -hmm. they didn't listen, right? In Jeremiah chapter three, God says, I was married to you, right? As a husband, we, we um, when it comes to fathers and the role we play, how easy is it now? Just as an example, if you love God, if you love God, then there are things, and this is part of being that part of being that shepherd too. If you love God, then there are things you're going to go through as a husband. In Ephesians 5, where it talks about husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church and wives submit yourselves to your husband. So many counseling sessions that I've had the ladies have issue with that submission part, right? But if you stop and think about it, look at the husband's part. The husband's part is to love her like Christ loved the church. Exactly. Think about that. And I say it all the time. People say, yeah, well, Christ died for, well, he not only died for the church, he came here and lived for the church. Amen. He went through the oppression for the church. He went through the hard-headedness for the church. Mm -hmm. Everything he did. So the role of a father is to demonstrate to the children how you can't quit. Mm. How you have to be able to go through so many things <clears throat> and you have to stay there. That's what Jesus did when he demonstrates his love. That's what he did when he demonstrates his love. I talk about the Israelites all the time. In, in, in one chapter in my book, uh, God said to, to Moses, you have, <clears throat> you have disobeyed me these 10 times. And I actually went back and I actually counted them from the time they first uh, uh, got mad at Moses and Aaron when they were still in Egypt. I counted each 10 times. And, and God said, you have, you have disobeyed me these 10 times, but God never left them. No. He kept on loving them. They are still his chosen people. They are still his chosen nation. And if you compare that with a marriage and you think about the role of what a husband is supposed to be. Yes. There is there there. Listen, <laughs> I've been married for forty-one years. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Do I realize, and my wife would tell you, and we would say, and she would say it right here, at, listen, there are times I know, and I tell anybody, if you don't love God, I don't see how you, I don't, in this world we're living in now, I do not see how you're going to make it as a couple. If you don't, if you aren't hanging on to God, yeah. if you are not hanging on to God to make it through, um, we, I was actually having a discussion with my two sons and uh, my son-in-law. We had a we have Bible study together, and their wives also, right? So we have Bible study together, and uh, we we actually got on a conversation about marriage because we just had our anniversary, and so we were talking about marriage, and and um, so the discussion came up about what is it? What's what is the one thing that makes it work? And uh, one of them said the fact that it was friendship the fact that they were friends before they got married. That's huge. It's huge. I grant you it's huge because I always tell people, I always tell couples I counsel, you got to have a date night. I see people now, young people that I counsel and talk to all the time. You got to have a date night. I'll see them and I'll say, when, when, when you going on a date? I'll see them and I'll say, when you going on a date? I ask them. And then some of them, they, when they see me now, they'll just tell me, I'm we're going on such and such. I said, without the kids, right? Right. Because you got to have date nights. So it's so important. But my word is commitment. Yes. To make any couple. See, it's the commitment that God demonstrates to us. It's the commitment, regardless of what. You cannot. You cannot. <laughs> if you love God. How much did Jesus get bruised on the cross, right? How yes. much did he get bruised on? What did he go through because of his love? Yes. So, and listen, I tell people in a minute, I might do something crazy. Don't even look at me as an example. Look at God. My pastor says that all the time. Look at God. Look at what God did. Yes. God is the example. Look at what he did on the cross. The that fact covenant, that yeah, that covenant relationship is is significant. Yeah. About just like you said, he sacrificed and he hung there and he stayed there for the joy that was set before him. He endured. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's a whole nother wow. Yeah, and you hear that commitment, yeah. covenant relationship, yep. um, being that protector, being that provider, being yep. willing to love her like you love, like Christ loved the church. And yep. many times when we go into this marriage situation, we don't recognize, you know, sometimes we're young, right? Oh, yeah. Young, yeah. And yeah. we don't understand what it really means. And we think, oh, sure. it's okay. Nowadays, you're right. You see a lot more people doing the date nights. But I know when I grew up, we weren't doing that back then. That wasn't the popular yeah. thing. But yeah. it's so important. Communication is another one. Right. But uh, yes, the men really need to recognize their importance, what they bring to the table. Yeah, they're that key that says, "You can <laughs> trust me, and if I can trust you as my earthly father, then it also bodes well for me being able to have a relationship with my heavenly father too." Absolutely, a lot, you know, because a lot of people will have what they call daddy issues. And then they have to get over that coming into the church, recognizing that God is a perfect father. 
Yes. Um, you know, we don't expect men to be perfect. We yes. want to be perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Yeah. Realizing that, you know, both people coming into any relationship are imperfect, but yeah. we all bring something of value. You are God's workmanship. You are uh, created according to the way that he put you together and he knew what you would do and what you have to bring. And you are just valuable, not only to the family, but also to the community. But look at those children that you have and recognize in mm. your eyes, you're Superman or Batman mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. whatever superhero you want to tag on there. You are just that important. But for the most part, even from a female perspective, even for women who have been hurt or have the heart rate, we recognize that in our eyes, you are everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so don't try to diminish that. Don't try yeah. to darken that in any way, shape or form. You might not measure up 100%, mm -hmm. but we're still rooting you on. We're still cheering yeah. you on. As we let me, yeah. That. Let me, uh, let me, I'm going to go off on, I'm going to go off on another aspect now, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, you. And we're definitely going to make sure that all those links are there. One warrior ministry, make sure you go see that at gmail.com and yes. then christiansunitedcongregation.org. Uh, make sure that you connect with them. Uh, I'm excited about what God is continuing to do in your life. And yes, on Facebook, he does send those prayers out every single day. So you might want to jump on the bandwagon with, with that blog post, things of that sort. Get the book. I mean, whatever. Make sure whatever he has that you're on point with it. Again, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It truly has been my pleasure serving you today from all aspects of life, all the ups and downs, the roller coasters of life. We thank you for being here. And our goal is to help you put feet to your faith so that you can truly walk victoriously. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. And I'm your biblical money management expert and strategist with over 20 years of proven results. From one client who took one tip out of my book and saved $2,400 a year to another that was on a fixed income and is now going to be financially free for over six years. I'm excited about what I bring to you. What you don't know is that after 29 years of marriage, I got the rug pulled out from under me when my husband asked for a divorce. I was dumbfounded, anxious, and unsure of what my financial outlook was going to be. Now, I know how money works and I've coached many, but I didn't think in my wildest dreams that this would happen to me. After all, I'm the prayer warrior, leader in the church, professor, speaker, and I have almost as many degrees as a thermometer. But what I learned after navigating my journey is that 90% of the women devastated by divorce or death ended up like I was, hiding in the shadows, wanting the life that they sacrificed so hard for, and they wanted their future to match the efforts in which they put in. Now, what we can't control is how someone else feels. And we can't control the system, which is typically stacked against us. But what we can control 
is how we manage the finances that we do have. We can effectively build confidence and walk in abundance. There is a smart way to move forward in financial freedom. If those things are something that you're interested in, I'm your girl. See, my passion is to help women devastated by the double Ds, divorce or debt, but want to live life confidently on their terms with financial independence and security, as well as peace. So if you are tired of the anxiety, the stress and feeling stuck, if the embarrassment and the shame are keeping you from confidently moving forward, and if you lack the money management skills, as well as the financial decision-making so that you can have financial independence, I'd like to help. If you're looking for those effective tools that are going to transform you from wounded to confident, and if you're looking for the smart way to move forward in financial freedom, then I truly am your girl and this program may be for you. The program is called Prosperity After Pain. It's a financial transformation experience. And if you qualify, it might be the thing that is going to change the rest of your life. Your heart may be broke, but your bank account doesn't have to be. Contact me today for your free strategy call. You can find us online at h, the number two, htruth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.